Welcome to GCAF Manila Podcast. Listen to God's Word on the go and on demand. Isang mapagpalang umaga po sa lahat. At we praise God ngayon po ay buwad na po ng Mayo. And we are here to worship God in spirit and truth. So pwede niyo po bang batiin ang bawat isa po na happy Labor's Day. Yesterday po ay pinagdiwang po natin ang ating Labor's Day. So, we are still in our series about the Jesus culture. Natapos po natin yung foundations nito of being blessed beyond measure. We are really blessed by God and we are and the status of being truly blessed. And today, we are going to start on the next chapter, uh, on the next po na uh, discourse of Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount, focusing on the application of being blessed and how we can really walk in righteousness. Ito pong passage natin ngayong umaga na ito is very foundational on how we should look at our lives in the face of the righteousness of God. And it's so important sa ating pong mga mananampalataya that we are going to talk about righteousness. As the preachers uh, have speak, no? si Hurry, he said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake and we need to reflect and also review yung ating mga buhay are we thirsting are we hungering no to the righteousness ng ating panginoon and how does it look like sa ating mga buhay and the word of god in our series of jesus culture wherein we are going to see the Sermon of Christ with regards to the kingdom citizen, yung mga taong kanyang niligtas at in-invite to be part of his kingdom on how we can practically live in the kingdom or under the rule of Jesus as our king. So today, as I've said, our passage is so foundational that um, we can never understand yung mga susunod na mga passage if we will not understand kung ano po yung sinabi ng Panginoon in Matthew chapter 5, verses um, 17 to 20. Matthew chapter 5, 17 to 20. Uh, before we read the Word of God, let us ask God for wisdom sa pamagitan ng pananalangin. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you're going to bless us today. Pray that we will be rested in your presence and that you will give us your spirit, the Holy Spirit, to understand and to transform our hearts to be aligned in your will and in the purpose, in the wonderful purpose that you have given us. Bless us, O God, for your glory and honor, O God, we bless your name. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen, amen. Last week, we have learned that not only that we are, we are blessed beyond measure, and the reason that we claim that is because we also have a wonderful purpose, and that is to become the salt and light of the world. And so the next na mga sermons po natin, as we preach from the Sermon on the Mount, as we dive in and review what does it mean to be ruled by Christ, we are indeed going to know in a practical way how are we going to live the righteous life walking with Christ. But before we go on to the application, meron pong parang pinagitnaan ito ng Panginoon of a truth, a foundational truth that we need to understand. And let us read our passage today. The Word of God said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, 
will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Ngayong umaga po na ito, the Word of God is going to introduce to us three foundational truths about the law. About the law of God. And in a kingdom, law is important. Ang batas po ay napaka-importante. Hindi po pwede na may isang kingdom wal- walang batas. At hindi pwede na may isang sosyedad na walang sinusunod ng mga policy. Ito pong uh, last week po ay pinagdiwang po natin ng mga kamakop, yung ating pong General Assembly, meron pong review ng mga policies natin, meron pong pag-aayos ng ating mga pulisiya sa ating pong religious society because a society demands for a law so that there will be law and order. And in the same way, the kingdom of heaven is also governed by God's law. By God's law. And so today, we are going to talk about what I think bihira ng pinag-uusapan ng mga evangelical churches and even emphasized by evangelical churches and that is the law. Ang batas o yung batas ng ating Diyos. And, you know, there's a subtle movement and a heretical teachings that is really creeping among evangelical churches today and that is the teaching of anti antinomianism now the antinomianism that they deny the law the law is insignificant to the teaching of the truth the law is somehow they said it is so obsolete na yung law and dapat hindi na pinag-uusapan and meron nga pong kilalang uh, mga ngaral na nagsabi na wag nang basahin ng Old Testament it doesn't make sense to the New Testament believers but today we have heard from Jesus Christ Himself, He said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. Meaning, Jesus is, tra- is really clear in saying, Wag niyong isipin na hindi ko binibigyan o parang tinatanggal ko na ang kahalagahan, pinawawalang bisa ko na ang katotohanan ng mga, ng mga batas ng Diyos at ng mga propeseya ng mga propeta. Or in our time, we say the Old Testament. Parang pinawawala, ina-abolish ko na yung kanilang significance, yung kanilang, in, uh, uh, kanilang effect in, our, in this period of time. And Jesus Christ is the one saying, I do not come to abolish the law. Do not come to abolish the law. And so we are going to see the truth that Jesus, fulfillment of the law. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And we're going to see that in this very foundational passage that we need to understand before we walk in a practical way, yung righteousness where we need to walk in. So first, the truth is law is in effect. It's still in effect. No? As Jesus said, I do not come to abolish the law. The law has still its thing. The law is still has its power. We are still, in a way, under no? the law and the truth that the Old Testament has teach us. Ano po? Yung mga katotohanan na ni-reveal sa Old Testament, we are, it's still in effect today. 
and we're going to clarify what it means. No? I'm not saying that the law is the way that is going to save us, but what I'm saying, hindi po kailanman na-abolish po ang katotohanan po about the Old Testament and all the law, the governing law, especially the moral law na ibinigay po sa atin ng Diyos and all the prophecy of the prophets. Jesus never abolished the law. So let us not believe, no? Doon po sa pagtuturo po ng mga antinomianism, no? Which means, ano ibig sabihin na antinomianism? In some Christian belief system, an antinomian is one who takes the principle of salvation by faith and divine grace. Tama po yung dalawa na yan, salvation by faith and divine grace. But ito po yung mali. To the point of asserting that the saved are not bound to follow the moral law contained in the Ten Commandments. And in the following verses that we are going to preach sa mga susunod po na linggo, we are going to actually review the Ten Commandments. And in fact, makikita natin how Jesus elevates it to the next level that the spirit of the law should also be fulfilled in it. Not just what is written but the very principle and essence of the law, which is the law of love. The law of love. And so, tama po yung kanilang sabi, no? we are saved by faith and divine grace, but mali pong sabihin natin, we are not bound to follow the moral law of God. Yung po yung mali. And we cannot deny the Old Testament and the effect of the law sa ating mga buhay, all the judgment because of our disobedience. No? I just want us to see it clearly. No? Why is still there suffering hanggang ngayon? Why is there pain? Why is there natural disasters happening all around the world? Why is there COVID-19? It is because the curse that happened in the Old Testament when man fall into sin during the story, doon po sa story, no? doon po sa history ng garden, when Adam and Eve have fallen into sin, sin has entered the world and because of sin, the world is cursed. And that's why we cannot deny that the law is still in effect. God in His holiness ay anandyan pa rin yung inaalaw niya ang disasters, pains, sufferings all around the world because we still live in a world that is cursed. That is cursed. The antinomianism usually preach, you know, when you have Jesus Christ in your life, you will not suffer anymore. You will always be victorious. You will always go to reach your dreams beyond in your imagination na dream mo. Hindi po dream ni God, dream mo. You will always, you know, conquer cancer. We can conquer cancer. We can conquer all the, the mga negative things in this earth because, you know, Jesus died on the cross. The old has passed away. In to the point that they deny the truth of the law of God. And the reason why there is pain and suffering is because the world is under the judgment of God. Flash report, the law is still in effect, mga minamahal sa Panginoon. And even Jesus said, I do not come to abolish the law and the prophets. Kaya po, when we read the Bible, ina-encourage nga po natin dito sa ating church, read the Bible from Old Testament to the New Testament. Of course, it's good that we start in the New Testament kung tayo po ay new believer. But for us to see the whole counsel of God, where does everything come from? And why is the world ganito ngayon ng mundo? We need to go back to history and we need to see that God revealed Himself as a holy God. As a holy God. 
You know, when we deny the law and when we don't see kung gaano po yung intensity ng batas ng Diyos, we are actually denying God as a holy God. And the holiness of God is really a vital uh, character of God. In fact, everything of the character of God ay nakapaloob sa kanyang kabanalan. God revealed Himself holy. Holy. Now let's see, ano ba kasi ang purpose of the law? Why is the law given? I asked this doon sa Bible study ko ng mga lawyers, no? at sagot nila, so that there will be order and peace, so that there will be no anarchy, so that there will be a guiding, ano po, guiding principle wherein may boundaries, no? Yes, those are the practical application of the law, but by principle, God gave the law to us because God wants to reveal, the law reveals the holiness of God and His standards. By the way, when I talk about the law this morning, I'm talking about the Old Testament, no? the Ten Commandments and all the laws that God has given to Israelites and even, I believe, demand to His people yung moral standard that na- nakapaloob doon. Yes, ang mga Gentiles perhaps is free from the ceremonial law and the national law doon sa Old Testament, pero yung moral law, we are accountable to it. Why? Because the law reveals the holiness of God and His standards. Ano yung standard ng Panginoon? That we should be blameless. Pag nag-sacrifice tayo sa Panginoon, it should be blameless. Our lives, we should walk in a blameless living, a pure, no, purity. Nandiyan yung purity and holiness. As I've said, there is a subtle na pagpasok sa mga evangelical churches ngayon, that holiness of God is not being preached anymore. People are always hearing about the grace, the love, ano, yung, yung mercy ng Panginoon. But without understanding the law, we can never really understand the fullness of God's grace. And that's why it's so important and foundational ngayong umaga na ito that we look back in history and we look back kung saan tayo niligtas ng Panginoon and paano tayo niligtas ng Panginoon. We are under the law before. We are under the standard of God. And what is the standard of God? Perfection. God is holy. In the Old Testament, paulit-ulit pong sinasabi, no? There is only one God, the Holy One of Israel. In Isaiah, holy, holy, holy. Paulit-ulit pong binabanggit po ito in the Old Testament. At parang in the New Testament, as if naging obsolete na yung word na holy ang Diyos. And in the churches today, parang obsolete na yung katuruan that God is holy. But my friends, newsflash, even Jesus said, I do not come to abolish the law. I do not come to, you know, pawalang bisa yung batas. Sirain ang batas. And that is what Jesus said. You know, God never stooped down on His perfect standards. We might be thinking that because of love, God broke the law. No? In what way? Because He loves sinners. Dapat kung holy siya, hindi niya sana minahal yung mga sinners. If God is holy, dapat hindi niya na niligtas ang mga sinners. If God is just, dapat hindi niya na niligtas yung mga sinners. And I'm going to reveal to you what Jesus said in this passage that makes God really a person with cons- uh, na consistent sa kanyang karakter na pagiging banal. God never stooped down in His perfect standard. God remains holy 
for eternity until the future eternity. Eternity past to the future eternity, God remains holy. And even in this, what we call the church grace period, God still is holy. Now, the Spirit of the law, actually, yung Ten Commandments, if we are going to summarize it, at alam na mga Jewish leaders ito, Jewish religious leaders, it is loving God and loving others. Yung Ten Commandments po, ito po yung nire-reveal nun. The law of God is to love God above all and to love your neighbor. So it's not just a law of doing yung, yung parang kung ano yung nakasulat, but it's actually teaching and training us to love God and love others. Now, I just want us to, I just want to say this, ano po? When we deny the law, when we deny yung truth that the law is, you know, it's, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's parang painful because pag tinignan natin, ang dami natin hindi nagagawa. And its effect, anong effect nito? When we don't follow, when we don't obey God, meron consequences. When we don't obey God, it leads to death. You know, the effect of the law is that because of the disobedience of man, death entered into the world, kaya may mga namamatay. Sin entered into the world, kaya nakursed ang mundo. If we will deny that, we will become shallow on our understanding of God's grace. The law is essential to reveal the full glory of God and not just a part of it. God is holy. And the law reveals the holiness of God. And also, Another purpose of the law, it reveals our sinfulness that leads to us to see our need of a Savior. The law reveals to us that we cannot, you know, we cannot really uh, reach yung standard ng Panginoon and therefore it will lead us to mourn on our sin. Ano sabi nga, no? blessed are they that mourn over their own sins, for they shall be comforted with the provision of salvation na ibibigay ng Panginoon. So the law is essential. The, the teaching about the law is so essential to reveal how sinful we are and how we miss the mark, how we trespass against a holy God. We sin against someone who is the parang supreme over all, and yet we insulted Him. And the law said, the penalty of sin is death. As Romans 6.23 said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, when we say that the law is still in effect, the standard of God is still in effect. What is the standard of God? Perfection. Perfect obedience. Perfect allegiance. Perfect na, na talagang pag, tam, uh, pag, pagsunod sa mga batas ng Diyos. Romans 3.23 po ito, hindi Romans 6.23. Romans 3.23 really reveals all of us have sinned. Sino po dito ang magsasabi sa atin, no? We are, ako po, I, I think I do not fall short of the glory of God. Na, na, I think uh, the, the way uh, titimbangin ko yung sarili ko, pasado ako sa Diyos. Meron po ba? Sino pong pasado? I-type nyo po dyan sa inyong mga screen. One. Meron ba nagsabi ng one? Marahil wala. Because technically speaking, lahat tayo, in, kahit nasunod natin yung 9 out of 10 in the commandment of God, hindi pa rin yung papasa sa Diyos. Kasi ang standard ng Diyos, ang pasado sa Diyos, 
Ang pasado sa tao, 75% pasado na yan. Minsan 60% pinapasa pa. Pero sa Diyos, 100%, yan, ang, yan lang ang pasado sa Kanya. 100% obedience. And then Jesus said, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Ano po? Now, Martin Luther said, the law discovers the disease. Because of the law, nakita natin, we see yung mga rules and yung mga policies ng Panginoon. And it reveals our disease. And the gospel gives the remedy. The gospel gives the remedy of our sinfulness. You know, I am just parang thinking and reflecting as I prepare itong message nito, and I am reflecting how, on how Christians view the law. A lot of Christians view the law as if ang law is evil. As if the law ay nagpapahirap sa atin. No, wala pong problema sa batas ng Diyos. In fact, in Psalm, sabi po sa Psalm, no? uh, the law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord is pure. The law of the Lord revives the heart. The law of the Lord is more sweeter than honey. The precepts of the law diba? is the one that will keep someone pure. So is there a problem to the law? No. The problem is the people. The problem is our hearts. Our hearts is so, uh, parang ang, ang tigas ng ating mga puso, and we disobey the law of God. And because of that disobedience, we have the disease. And this is sinfulness, our sinful nature. And therefore, it's not the law yung problema. It's our hearts. And our hearts cannot keep up on obeying the law. And so the good news is, the gospel provides the remedy of our disease. Of our disease. You know, this is so important because maldalas na nating marinig sa mga tao pag sila'y nagkakasala. Maintindihan naman ako ng Diyos. Naintindihan ng Diyos yon. Parang automatic na ba yung kapatawaran ng Diyos, no? Hindi pa humingi ng tawad yung tao, sasabihin na ng tao, pinatawad na, ano yun? Naintindihan na ako ng Diyos. Yes, pinatawad tayo ng Diyos. But I cannot accept yung katagang naintindihan na ako ng Diyos. As if ang Diyos ay nagtotolerate ng kasalanan. God will never understand. And God will never tolerate sin. And so when we preach that kind of message that God understand our sinfulness, no, never. And in fact, it insults the glory of the gospel. It insults the truth about the gospel, yung ginawa ng Panginoon, the demand of the law na kailangan merong mamatay. Kailangan mamatay ang nagkasala. And so the word na intindihan ako ng Diyos is an insult against who God is. As if Jesus abolished the, the law. No and never. As Jesus said, di ba? There is no ayota nor that. What is written in the Old Testament will be accomplished. And he highly esteemed the law. And who we are, na parang ipapawalang halaga natin yun. As, as I've said, that's, that is a deception of something that is good. No? Yes, the grace is really true. But you cannot understand grace without seeing the law and understanding the intensity of the law. And what is the intensity of the law? The sinner is, should die. The penalty of sin is death. The sinner will die here on earth and will die in the eternity. And that is separation from God and that is going to hell. Why? Because the sinner, ang isang makasalanan, ay nagkasala sa isang banal 
na Diyos. Now in Galatians 3.24, Paul explained, ano po, the law is our guardian to reveal our need of a Savior. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came. Bakit? In order, so ito yung purpose ng law, in order that we might be justified by faith. So the guardian means tutor. Siya ay yung naggagabay for us to see that we need Christ. The law is never meant to save us, but it is meant to guide us, to point us to our need and our need of a Savior. Now, let me just give you truth, some truths about the law. You know, the Ten Commandments is just a part of the 613 commandments in the Old Testament. 613 po ang total po na commandment ng Diyos in the Old Testament. You know, in the histor- historically, if you're going to read the Old Testament, uh, yung mga nagbabasa po ng Book of Numbers, kung nandyan na kayo, Deuteronomy and Leviticus, alam ko po parang hirap na hirap yung basahin niya, no? Parang nasa law school ka, parang lawyer ka, nagbabasa ka ng mga batas, no? If, siguro mga accountant, ganun din, may mga batas, no? In mathematics, formula, and all the things, no? Uh, parang pinabasa mo yan, no? Kaya parang dinadrang mo sa hilop, nahihirap ko magbasa, parang pwede na lang, iskim ko na lang, no? But I just want you to know, that if you're going to see the whole narrative in the Old Testament, historically, in biblical narrative, whenever Israelites broke the law, a series of law is added. Alam niyo ba yon? Pag sila nagkasala, may dadagdag na batas. But, it, but what I want us to see, even napakadaming batas, it never transforms the lives of the Israelites. So I just want to correct each one of us. The law is not the one that transforms the lives of people. The law guides us, but it can never transform. And so there are series of rebellion against God in the Old Testament, even in the 613 commandments na available. So how can we transform a person? Add rules? No. Hindi po yun. But show them ano yung kalagayan natin sa harap ng Diyos. At makita natin yung ating pangangailangan that this heart should be transformed. The law cannot transform a person. No. There is a need for a transformation of the heart and this is a divine work of God. Man cannot perfectly obey God's law. Therefore, they cannot save themselves by their own works. Now, I just want us to know what Jesus really meant during their time in the context. So there are people who see themselves righteous. Remember the story of the young rich ruler? The young rich ruler come to Jesus Christ and said, Rabbi, tell me how can I have eternal life? And then sabi ng Panginoon, uh, sinabi pa pala ng, ng young rich ruler, uh, good master, no? if my memory serves me right, yun yung nakabasa ko, good master, and then Jesus said, there is only one who is good, and that is God. Only God is good. He's the one who is perfect. And then sabi, no, no, how can I have eternal life? And then sabi ni Jesus, obey the law. And all the commandments of God, and then sabi ng young rich ruler, na obey ko na yan. Wait, na-obey ko na yan. So it seems that the young rich ruler see himself, I think I am worthy of eternal life because I have obeyed the law perfectly. And then Jesus see the heart of the young rich ruler at nakita niya yung idol niya sa buhay niya at sinabi niya, sell all your possessions because, and, and uh, give it to the poor and follow me. And then, the young rich ruler, talagang malungkot na malungkot, umalis siya. Parang sa young rich ruler, hindi ko kayang gawin yon. I think I'm okay. I think I'm going to heaven. Pero hindi ko kayang na, 
na kahit hindi ko ibigay yung hinihingi ni Jesus Christ. Or, it should, I can say, kahit hindi ako manampalataya kay Jesus, I don't need Jesus to have eternal life. I can do it on my own. I think the young rich ruler never have the eternal life. Because he trusted on his wealth and on his own works. The law cannot save. The purpose of the law is to lead us to Jesus Christ. Because ito po yung, ito po yung sinabi ng Panginoon in verse 17 to 19. So what is the standard of God? Perfection. And Jesus said, repeatedly, so an emphasis was being made here. Sabi ng Panginoon, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And for truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. The second truth, flash report, the law is complete in Christ. The law is complete in Christ. Jesus came not just to die. Parang isa lang yung good works bang ginawa. Parang isa lang ba yung sinunod ng Panginoon? Death on the cross? No. He obeyed all the law. Perfectly. Perfectly. And sabi niya, I came to fulfill them. Because the law and the prophets actually talk and teach us about the Messiah, the coming Messiah. The need of the Messiah, the demands of the law, requires the need of a Messiah. The prophecy reveals that the, na ang Panginoon is really, Jesus Christ is from God. And He is the chosen one. That's why the law is complete in Christ. Jesus highly esteemed the law and fulfilled them. As we have said, no one can ever obey the 613 Old Testament law perfectly. But only Jesus. Jesus fulfilled the law. He filled it up full. All the demands, all the obedience requirement, all na kung ano inuutos doon, and even the essence of it, God, Jesus fulfilled it. 100%. You know, there are 351 Old Testament prophecy na kinumpleto ni Jesus. Kaya nga sabi niya, I do not abolish the law and the prophets. If you're going to search no, in the Google, how many prophecy na finulfill na pa yun? Gusto ko sana ipakita sa inyo, pero 351 po yan. During the earthly life of Christ, 351 prophecies ang nakumpleto ni Kristo. So what does it mean? Ano po? That indeed, intentional si Jesus Christ to fulfill what is written in the Old Testament. Jesus fulfilled the moral law. No, He cares for the poor. He, he, you know, he teaches about justice and live according to the God's justice. Loving God above all. He, loved, he loves the Father above all. And He loves people and even sinners. Jesus fulfilled the ceremonial law because... He embodied the ceremonial law. He is the Sabbath. He is the rest. He is the, uh, you know, lahat ng yung, yung mga sacrifices and all the festivals talk about what Jesus embodied. Kung ano yung kanyang pinamuhay nung siya po ay nabubuhay dito sa mundo. And ultimately, Jesus fulfilled the justice of God. God is holy. God is just. He demands appeasement. He demands uh, parang, uh, to, for us to be reconciled, kailangan may bayad at pagbayaran yon. At anong ginawa ng Panginoon? He fulfilled it when Jesus suffered and died on the cross for the penalty of sin 
is death. Jesus fulfilled the law. He never abolished it. He fulfilled it. You know, sa mga lawmaker natin ngayon, sa iba't ibang bansa, not only in our country, pwede nilang i-abolish yung law. And a lot of times, pag nag-a-abolish sila lang ng law, ay hindi po ito for the advantage of a lot of people. Marami pa advantage to them own selves. Kadalasan. But you know what ang Panginoon Diyos? Wala siyang inabolish. Dahil hindi nagkakamali ang Diyos. Ang batas ay hindi pagkakamali. Ang nagkamali ang tao na hindi sumunod sa batas. So anong ginawa ng Diyos? Nag, naging consistent siya sa kanyang karakter na siya'y banal. Hindi po nag-tolerate ang Diyos ng kasalanan. Binayaran niya ang kasalanan. At yun, yun si Kristo ay namatay sa krus ng Kalbaryo. Kaya si Jesus, nung siya'y napako sa krus ng Kalbaryo, ay hindi lang ito pagmamahal ng Diyos, ito ay yung kabanalan ng Diyos. The wrath of God's justice, the wrath of God's holiness was upon Him. By His wounds, we are healed. All the pains and suffering. I remember in my conversation sa chat ni Smart na nasa barko siya, meron siyang observation daw doon na merong pinainom daw kay Jesus na parang vinegar something, no? At pag ininom niya yung medyo maiibsan yung pain sa kanyang katawan. But Jesus refused to drink that. Why? Because He know that He needs to experience all the pain on the cross. Because this is the penalty of sin. He is going to embrace the wrath, absorb all the wrath of God, the demand of the law, because He is going to fulfill the law. And therefore, He is worthy to be the Savior. He fulfilled the law. The demand of the law. All religion and philosophies say, this is the way. This is the way. You give to the poor. You do this. You donate to the church. You go to the mountains. But only Jesus says, I am the way. Is what Tim Keller said. And I agree with him. And why is Jesus has the authority to say, this is the way? Because he fulfilled. Oh, I am the way, I should say. I am the way, sabi ni Jesus. Because he fulfilled the law and the prophets. He is indeed the only way. Lastly, in the truth that we need to understand about the law, in verse 20, Jesus said, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Flash news, truth, Completed law is needed to be saved. Sabi ng Panginoon, unless your righteousness exceeds, no, mas humigit sa so mga scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now let me tell you, sino ba tong mga scribes? You know the scribes are the people who devoted their lives to record and rewrite the Old Testament with strict standards of holiness. Ano yung standard ng holiness nila? Pag kada isusulat nila yung salitang Lord or God or Yahweh in Hebrew, they need to wash their hands. Some, some, some said they need to maligo ulit. So imagine kung tatlong beses yung Yahweh sa isang verse, siguro tatlong beses magugas, tatlong beses maligo. So ganun yung paggalang nila sa pangalan lang ng Diyos. How about the Pharisees? They are the ones who impose the law and maintain the Jewish tradition to maintain their culture and order in accordance to the law of Moses. Sila itong pinaka-strict sa pagsunod, no? Sa batas ni Moses. 
So the people during that, that time, pag meron pong level of righteousness, pag sinabing righteousness ang kanilang naiisip, ay ah, yung mga scribes, eto yung mga Pharisees. No? In our time marahil, ang iniisip ng marami sa atin, no? especially in the church, eto yung mga seminarista. Ito yung mga nag-aaral sa Bible College. No? And in fact, in the Bible College, no, naalala ko nung no, ako po ay nag-aaral, 5 a.m. gising na kami, magbabasa na kami ng Bible, and then pagkatapos namin noon, mag-aaral kami, and ang pinag-aaralan namin is Bible. And then pagdating ng hapon, meron na naman kaming Dean's R, may devotion na naman kami kasama ng Dean's, dean's uh, officer namin. And then sa gabi, magla-library kami, mag-aaral, and then bago matulog, may devotion na naman kami. Ang tanong, ang tanong, marami ba ton ay talagang, marami ba sa nasa seminary ay naging perfect ang buhay? I don't think so. So, hindi porket, ano po, nagbabasa ng Bible and doing those spiritual activities is a guarantee to be transformed. To be transformed. Ginagamit yun ng Diyos. Pero hindi po guarantee. There's a need, a change, and a work of God in the hearts of men. So kung Pharisees sa panahon natin, ito siguro yung talagang Monday hanggang Sunday nasa church. No? Yung pupunta sa simbahan, magpe-pray, no? devoted sa Panginoon. Ito siguro yung pagka uh, Semana Santa yung nag-tawag nito, uh, hinahampas ang sarili, nagpapakapako sa krus, and ang pagkatapos nilang gawin yon. Ayun, tumatagay na ulit. No. They are they want to have their own righteousness. They are godly. They are devoted in the eyes of people. And Jesus said, kung hindi mo mahigitan 'yon, if you cannot have a higher righteousness to them, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, does it mean na papasok yung mga Pharisees and scribes because of their own work? No, this is sarcasm to them. Sarcastic statement ito sa mga Pharisees and scribes. Sinasabi niya, dapat masigit pa dyan ang righteousness niyo para pumasok kayo sa langit. And if you're a scribe and Pharisees, and if I'm a Pharisee, I'm saying, what? Yung pinaghirapan ko na uh, strict following the law? Yung, yung, pag, yung mga na-memorize ko na mga Bible passages? Yung yung uh, ceremony na aking ginagawa, yung mga pag-aayu, uh, uh, pagpa-fasting ko na talagang pinapakita ko sa mata, I'm fasting and really nagpa-fast ako, hindi ako makain. Walang kwenta yon at hindi yun dahilan para pumasok ako sa kaharian ng Diyos. Come on, napakahirap na nga i-maintain outwardly ang law ng Panginoon. Yes, sabi ng Panginoon, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And now, I will introduce to you the author, si Matthew. Imagine the author, yung Matthew. Kilala nyo ba si Matthew? Matthew was a publican. And what is a publican? A tax collector. To the point that perhaps he never exercised Jewish, no, mga religious rights. Because he cannot enter the temple. He is forbidden to enter the temple because tinitignan siya as a first uh, na, na parang sinful he was a traitor because he served rome a pagan nation traitor siya sa kanyang mga kalahe and so imagine matthew no narinig niya ito sa panginoon unless no you will exceed the pharisees and describe your righteousness you will never enter the kingdom of heaven hopeless siguro pakiramdam niya nung una Oh, I'm hopeless. I cannot enter the uh, kingdom of heaven. Marahil yan din yung pakiramdam ng maraming tao ngayon dito. Hopeless. Hindi ko nga mabasa yung Bible ng buo. No, na consistently. How can I enter the kingdom of heaven? Good news, flash report. Even though God is looking, no, God is looking for perfect obedience. And not just religious obedience, the good news is this. Good news, Jesus imputed His righteousness to those who put their faith in Him. Jesus, pag sinabi imputed, iniligay, ipinasa ang kanyang katwiran, ang kanyang 
pagsunod, yung pagkakumpleto ng batas, fulfillment of the law, all the obedience of Christ is being imputed to the one who is going to put their faith in Him. Let me just read the Apostle Paul writing in the, in the book of Philippians. Paul is saying na siya yung Pharisee dito. And I want, isa siyang Pharisee. An excellent Pharisee. In verse 4 of Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 to 9, the Word of God said, And though I myself have risen for confidence in the flesh also, which means, kahit na pwede ako magyabang sa aking sariling mga gawa, if anyone else think he has risen for confidence in the flesh, sabi ni Paul, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, it means a religious practice, no? Nang, nang, nang Jewish people na magpatuli sila on the eighth day. Of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, pag sinabing a Hebrew of Hebrews, is strictly following all the ritual and ceremony that the law required for a Jewish person. As to the law, a Pharisee, strictly following the law of Moses and imposing it. As to zeal, gano'n siya kazilo sa Panginoon, he is a persecutor of the church. As to the righteousness under the law, sabi niya, blameless. I think he's honest to say, I am blameless because yung zeal niya talaga, sobra. To the point that he will destroy Christian, Christian churches before because of his zeal na meron lang Diyos, no? and, the, and, and his God is the God of the Jews, the God na alam niya. Self-righteousness counted as loss in comparison to the righteousness of Christ. Let me continue reading this. Paul said, But whatever gain I had, whatever righteousness I've done in my own eyes, I had counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, in verse 8, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Ano yung nakita niya kay Jesus? He is the one that really completed the law. He is the one that represents the God and His forgiveness, His mercy, His holiness. It is all embodied in Christ Jesus. Another word, sabi niya, for His sake. Notice yung paulit-ulit. For the sake. For His sake. I have suffered the loss of all things. For His sake, sabi ni Paul, Nag-suffer ako ng gusto. But you know what? That's nothing. Why? Because I gain Christ. I understand who Christ is. In verse 9, And be found in Him. Take note of this. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. Yung from the law dito speaks about the religious law. The mindset of the Pharisees that if they obey this set of law in the standard of the Pharisees, they will be saved. But he understands it's not enough. God requires perfection and only one have fulfilled perfection in obedience and, and that is Jesus Christ. And therefore, he said, I have not my own righteousness, but I have Christ, the ultimate fulfillment of the law. The righteousness that comes from God that depends on faith. We have fulfilled the law not by our own works, but because Jesus completed it. When we put our faith on Christ, ibinigay niya yung righteousness sa atin. 
yung kanyang ginawa no nandito siya sa mundo lahat ng good works niya lahat ng kanyang pagsunod sa Panginoon lahat ng inimbadi niya lahat ng pain and suffering on the cross the demands of justice ibinigay ng Diyos sa atin through Christ so what is the righteousness that exceeds the scribe and the Pharisees it is the righteousness of Christ and that's why when Matthew no sinulat ito he found he really write it down he recorded it and as a publican he said I am righteous before God because Jesus fulfilled the law for me and I have put my trust and followed Jesus and so I am righteous in his eyes imputed perfect righteousness of Christ the law is not abolished it's actually fulfilled by Christ and so Christ righteousness inilagay sa atin and our guilt inilagay doon sa krus ng kalbaryo so anong meron tayo ngayon sa harap ng Diyos the righteousness of Christ and this is the one that transforms the heart the gratitude the gratitude that we have been given a perfect righteousness from Christ. And therefore, when we obey the law, it is not to be saved. We walk in righteousness not to be saved, but because we were made righteous in Christ. All our good works, all our sacrifices, all our services, are out of gratitude for being made perfect through the perfect work of Christ. We esteem the law, we esteem the moral law, the standard of God. Yes, we know we cannot fulfill it perfectly, but we have put our trust on Christ. He has done it on our behalf. And therefore, we are learning and learning on how we are going to love God above all and love others. Ang mga susunod po ng mga sermons and series po natin will teach us the practical way of loving God and loving others. The spirit and essence of the law. And I believe with all my heart that God wants us to walk in it not because for us to be saved, but because we are made righteous in Christ. Sa mga tao po na nagpapasalamat sa righteousness na binigay ng Panginoon, pwede mo bang, pwede po bang i-type nyo dyan, number one, of course, hindi po lang yan, but I want you to really have this thanksgiving in your heart na mag-umapaw, no? That it will turn out into a transformed heart. And I want to follow God. I see His law perfect. I see the wisdom of God in the moral law na ibinigay niya sa atin. And out of gratitude, we are hungry and thirsty after righteousness. And where, we, where can we find His righteousness? Through His Word. Through the law of God. How can we fulfill the law? Through Jesus Christ alone. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the perfect righteousness of Jesus who completed, fulfilled the Old Testament, the law, and the prophecy. Oh God, thank you for that provision that we will be able to be saved from the penalty of sin which is death. Death from separation from you and your presence. And Lord, we thank you because you love us so much with a holy love that you never stoop down into your standard. That's why you have sent your Son. And so, pag umapawin niyo po ang aming pagpapasalamat sa inyo and we are going to commit our lives to walk following Jesus sa aming mga buhay. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.
join the GCAF Manila community on Facebook and other social media platforms for more. Together, let's continue to obey beyond borders. Thank you.